Hello everybody, I'm Matt Makuchi and you are listening to Jazz's Travel. Hello everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikucci here, welcoming you to a new episode of Jazz is Travel. This is a podcast series that explores jazz and creative music in all four corners of the globe, touching on cross-cultural projects, different music traditions, and much more through conversations with or about groundbreaking, innovative, and visionary artists. In 1995, pianist composer Joel A. Martin created Jazzical, a trademarked style of playing that is also a celebration of creative fusion going well beyond marrying classical and jazz music. Over the years, he has applied Jazzical concepts to the music of various composers, countries and cultures, and the latest of his albums finds him presenting his own jazzical reimaginations of Armenian folk songs and the music of Armenian legend Komitas Vardapet, as well as other Armenian composers. The album is called Jazzical Komitas, Passion of Fire, and it's available now. We talk about this and more in our latest episode of Jazz is Travel. So, fire up an audio teeny and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Here is our conversation with Joel A. Martin. Joel, welcome to Jazzy's Travel. Hi, hi, how are you doing? Uh, I'm great, I'm excellent, especially now that I get a chance to talk with you. Thank you very much for, for joining us. Yeah, well, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Joel, it is certainly a pleasure to meet you and talk with you, including about your jazzical music later on. Uh, but first off, yeah, speaking about jazzical, it would be great to kind of start the conversation with uh, this particular type of music. How would you explain jazzical and where does it originate? Okay. Well, jazzical is a marriage of classical and jazz, but it has evolved over the last 25 years into just music. It is not a classical or a jazz thing. And the, the intellectual and artistic argument behind this is actually one that is very simple. Uh, Back in the 1600s, 1700s, 1800s, all the pianist composers of the day, they were all master improvisers. Uh, Bach, Beethoven, Mozart, Chopin, Liszt, they never played the same piece twice. Now, I didn't make this up. This is an historical fact. So my premise is, if they were alive today, what would they be using? They would be using everything that was available to them, the same as they did back in 1600, 1700, 1800. 
So when the name Jazgo came about, I was actually practicing um, in a church. And my girlfriend at the time heard me moving between classical and jazz and musical theater and all kinds of other things. And she said, you know, Joel, you should really do something with this. I think there's an audience. And I said, no, nobody's going to listen to any of this. But she made me sit down and take Chopin Nocturnes. And that was the beginning of what would become jazzical uh, a few days later. Um, I had to come up with a name and things like classic jazz just didn't flow right. It just didn't sound good to me. Mm-hmm. So when jazzical came about, when the name came up, I immediately went to the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office and, and pat, you know, and trademarked the term jazzical, which we were able to defend amongst the wise men of the patent and trading court. Uh, and so then came the real test, which is building the body of work to support this. So what started as a solo piano duo trio has now evolved into full orchestra, chorus, big bands, all kinds of settings. And now comes the latest, uh, which is jazzical comitas. Passion of Fire, which is about the music of Armenia and the man who was credited with being one of the first ethnomusicologists, as well as the person who painstakingly wrote out some 5,000 of the Armenian ethnic folk songs. Um, 2,600 are still um, around today. This was just d- before the genocide happened in 1900s. So that's the evolution of jazzical. When are we talking about? When did it originate? Kind of the time frame. The time frame was about twenty-five years ago. Okay, so we're talking about something that has uh, that has been around for a while and yes. has evolved over the years. And and another uh, evidence of that, of course, is that the. the the albums that you have released over the years too, which, uh, you know, uh, has often found you kind of applying uh, some of that music, the jazzical music, to uh, recreations and celebrations of the music of several countries, traditions, artists, and composers. So is jazzical something that can also work with other types of music? You mentioned that it integrates it, but... How does it work then when you apply it to uh, music from a specific country or of a specific artist? Well, in terms of that, the first thing I look at is the song itself. If the melody doesn't make sense to me, then it's kind of hard to take something and just, you know, uh, and and make some more out of it. Because I'm a very tune-oriented person, so... The goal with jazzical is never to destroy the song, but to uplift the song as well as recreate a whole world of music underneath it. So after a while, it just becomes one thing. You should not have to make a choice for this is classical or this is jazz or this is world music. It shouldn't be like that at all. It should just be something that you want to sing or remember in your head over and over and over, just like classic music would be. Not classical, but classic 
that's the kind of music that you want to listen to every day. If it's Stevie Wonder or the Beatles or or uh, Godowski or Rachmaninoff, Horowitz, you just always get something more from it. That's what the creative process for me is all about: is creating music that that stands up to um, to the, to the music um, and and really delves in a serious way um, the different styles that are being done because uh, what I see in a lot of people is that they just slap some chords on there and a couple of rhythms and they call it jazz or something like that but they might not really be seriously playing jazz I on the other hand have spent 11 years as music director of the Cap Calloway Orchestra and that's amongst many many other things that I've done um, this is what I do if you're going to get involved with music then you have to get involved you cannot just phone this in you have to spend the time and the energy and and to learn and continue to learn um, about everything that you do it's I, I'm like that in the studio I'm like that with Russian music or Brazilian music um, uh, I've applied the jazzical standards to um, to Brazilian artists some of them are really really famous and and all they ask for is just a newness of delivery for the music that they love the most and the best compliment in the world that can come from this exploration is when the musician or a lay person says, you know, I stopped thinking about other things and just enjoyed my moment. Mm -hmm. That's um, very interesting. Yeah. Enjoy, enjoying the moment. It's, uh, yeah, that's, that's very interesting. Certainly something that happens when one listens to your latest album, uh, Jazzical Comitas, uh, uh, Passion of Fire. This is a project that finds you exploring the folk music of Armenia and uh, how did you and when did you encounter Armenian music and what is it that fascinates you about it? Okay, well that's a loaded question but I can get it down <laughs> real fast. <laughs> um, uh, it was really by accident that Armenian music and the name Komitas was given to me. It was a little less than four years ago. I was at a Russian and Armenian speaking dinner uh, in Queens, New York, and they heard me play a little bit of this jazzical music, and this Armenian woman said to me, you know, with all that you're do doing with jazzical, you should be doing this for Armenian music. And I said, well, who, what are we talking about? And she said, Komitas. And I said, oh, what is that? And she said, it's not a what, it's a he. And so they proceeded to give me this long um, lesson during this dinner about Komitas. And then a couple of months later, I did a Central Asian-themed concert with a bunch of other musicians in New York. And this one Armenian opera singer came out and sang a 90-second song of Komitas. And I sat in the back of the room going, what is this? I just never heard anything like this. It was so simple and elegant, yet it was full of passion and beauty. And, and just the fact that 
other uh, singers were doing, you know, Verity arias and 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 such. Only to hear this ninety-second piece, it spoke to me immediately. This just, it's I've just never heard anything quite like this. And I thought I was truly a learned musician, having you know been in Kyrgyzstan and Russia, and you know, I've toured all over the world with Kathleen Battle and done all kinds of things, and 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 yet this was like a brand new world to me. And so about four months later, uh, wrapping this up, four months later, I found myself at home for an afternoon with nothing else to do. And I said, this is my time. I'm going to sit down and listen to Armenian folk music and komitas. And that was it for me. That cemented everything. Um, I started creating these settings and I would send them to the opera singer just for a comment, you know, because I didn't know. I didn't know the meanings of these art songs. And she wrote back several times and said, you know, for someone who doesn't understand Armenian at all, you understand the music. And you have taken the music that I love and have completely transformed this into a brand new, a brand new setting. And so it has been um, a process of discovery. That's what Jazz Gokomitas is all about. This is just the first step of my discovery process. Um, yeah. Basically, what what is on the recording is what I wrote when I first started thinking about it. And, and it speaks to me to this day, and apparently it's speaking to someone else. And right. that's more than good enough for me. Do you feel that working with Jazzical then has kind of given you, especially over the years as you have continued to work with it, a way in to find out in a more natural way, perhaps, about music that you were unfamiliar with or are, are unfamiliar with to, to kind of understand it better in a deeper, more uh, in terms of emotion, but also in terms of technique? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, I could not have expressed it any better than the way you just framed it. Uh, it is, uh, I feel that classical music, which is pretty much the nexus of everything that would come. I mean, without, without Western harmony and, and tonality, we would never have reached the levels that we had reached in, in this day and age, whether it be jazz or rock, you know, it still is based upon <laughs> some very basic tenets of classical harmony, voice leading, um, um, Taking, taking little snippets and making a complete, you know, A, B, C, you know, exposition, development, recapitulation, and, and, and finale. Um, you can find that. You can break that down in almost anything. So to, to just listen to music or to look at uh, a score, in this case, of Komitas, which is very, slightly different than what we see um, normally in notation, you know, it gives me a, a different sense of of what is possible, and then and then just like anybody, uh, you you go into your tool bag and you pull out the things that you believe are going to help build your musical house, and it's the same thing. You know, classical is my underpinning, but I spent half my life in jazz, 
and I spent half my life in musical theater, and I spent half my life doing pop music and writing for Polygram Records and Mercury Records and, and doing all kinds of things. So when I hear music, it doesn't matter. I can reference it to all kinds of uh, different genres and feelings that come along with that. It's a, it's magical. I mean, I don't know how to really express this except that I feel the joy that comes along with playing, with study, with, with bringing all inside of the body, internalizing, and then turning it out. Um, and to be able to do that in a, in a real time kind of way, that is just like classical music or Thelonious Monk or anybody who is fabulous and great. You know, they're always thinking about these things, even if they never talk about it, because they are artists. And that's the place that we all try to get to. Uh, I'm lucky that I've had, you know, the breadth of experiences that I've had in all of these disciplines, which makes the music making process and discovery really joyful. I mean, even in the sad things, I can still find light. There's a certain sense of truth, and I believe that that the world needs more of this, not less of it. Uh, that's just me. <laughs> The track you are hearing is from Joel A. Martin's latest album, Jazzical Comitas, Passion of Fire, available now. Through Martin's sensitive interpretations, Jazzical Comitas channels the sublime beauty of the music of Comitas and other ethnic folk songs, fostering a new love, respect and appreciation for Armenian art and culture. This is the latest showcase of Martin's trademarked jazzical style, which he created in 1995 and that we talk more in our second part of our Jazz Is Travel conversation coming up right now. We talked about connecting with the music uh, through music, but uh, I'd love to know, uh, speaking about this project, uh, whether when we talk about uh, Komitas, uh, whether you connected with him also uh, thinking about his life history. Did you notice any similarities in any way? Well, he has definitely had a, a very interesting and very colorful life being a monk also who is able to um, be a part of the normal everyday person as well as the intelligentsia and the artistic nobility of Europe. Um, uh, 
I think I think that he just really loved his music and loved his people. And for me that's good enough. I mean I mean I mean the fact that the fact that he practically lost his mind as a result of watching the Holocaust unfold, you know, the genocide unfold before his very eyes must have just been a terrible thing uh, to bear. Not not only just to see it, but just to live through it. Um, I feel all of that. And I feel all of that pain that comes along with it. But I don't think it's the pain that motivates him. I think it is the beauty of the music that motivates him. And I, I would almost be willing to bet money that, that he found peace through this music. And I feel exactly the same way. So I don't know whether or not Komitas and I have any more in common. But that's enough. That's enough that we both that we both feel the music and that we love it and we just want to share it. And he did his very best to preserve this great music so that people like me, who knew nothing about it, would be able to enjoy it. And now that I have been turned on by it and and touched in some very you know primal way. Now I want to share that with everybody else. It's not just for Armenians. It's for people like me who would never have heard of Komitas had it not been introduced in such a way. Just to discuss the music a bit, in Passion of Fire, uh, there are tracks where you play with a wide array of instrumentalists and there are uh, vocals as well. But uh, then there are also tracks where you play where it's just you and the piano. So then returning to our previous discussion on Jazzical, I wanted to ask you whether you felt that Jazzical can offer a new approach to uh, piano playing and piano technique. Yes, I do believe that. Um, uh, an interesting story. Uh, it, it's, it comes along with this. Uh, I have a, a small team of advisors who have been with me from the very beginning. Uh, they're all Armenian. And I was in the middle of mixing. And I almost never share mixes in progress with anyone, but I felt like I should in this case. And they listened to it, and they got back to me a few days later, and they said, Joel... You know, we really love this music, but we don't hear enough of you. And I said, well, what do you mean? I, I wrote all of this out. I produced it all. I, I, I'm all over this recording. And they said, no, you don't understand. We saw you in Garni, in the mountains of Armenia, where you first started playing jazzical in public, and it was just you. They said... We love violence, and we love, you know, vocals, and we love all these things, but we want to hear you. We want to hear the magic that comes when you just sit down and without thinking about it, just craft these, these pieces that speak right and get right down to the heart of things. And so in the middle of the mix, I went back into the studio. And 
almost all the solo piano things happened that afternoon of that time when I walked in and said, okay. And, and they were right. They were right because it caused me, just like anything of jazzical, when it becomes a solo piano form, then you have to consider everything. Bass, chords, melody, rhythm, um, um, how you craft the counterpoint and tonality and not take multiple takes of this, but to sit down and just create it. If, the same as if Oscar Peterson or Art Tatum were to sit down and just go and create something. It would be like a work of art. And that was my inspiration for, for doing that. It, it causes me to play differently because I don't have you know, a drum set or a bass player. I have to be everything that I know I'm supposed to be and, 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 and affect that uh, within the music. So to answer your question, yes. Um, once again, this is why we study and practice so that the music becomes fluid that's the way that's the way it works it doesn't matter who it is you know as soon as they access that you know whether or not it be a great singer or a great artist or a great mathematician or a great scientist as soon as you access that internal core of them a glaze comes over their face because now they have become one with their art and 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 that's the goal to me of why we should be playing, why we should be practicing so that every time you sit down, not just when it's performance time, but any time you sit down, that you feel the, the safety and comfort as well as um, um, the energy of being able to do what you want your hands to do and you tell them what to do and you are inspired by that and then your hands follow through it, it's 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 analogous to um, a ballerina when a ballerina is on point all of that energy is focused from the tips of her feet it comes from the ground and emanates through the rest of the body I have 10 of these little feet in my hands that I must train so that it becomes an effortless thing, an effortless motion, an effortless um, um, body. And that is the goal. I mean, th that's the goal. That's, that, that's why I do this. I, I, I want to get more in touch with the music. And you can't do that unless you go through this rigorous training procedure. It's not just a technical thing, it's a mind, body, and soul thing. That's what I believe um, music making should be for everybody. And I encourage everybody to to dwell, you know, inside themselves as well as their discipline. Because not only will it bring them joy in the end, but it will also bring the mastery of the form, which is just the beginning of the real journey. Right. That's, yeah. That's very interesting what you're saying. And just to conclude, I, it does kind of want to make me ask you, what do you see as the future of Jazzical? Do you see it 
expanding or are you hoping that it'll expand and perhaps be taken up by more and more people as they well, encounter it? Well, Jazz School has been growing organically for 25 years and there are nine records now, not to mention all of the other projects that I've produced and written music for. And um, what I see in the future is just a continuation of that journey. Um, um, I don't know where that journey is going to take me, but we are certainly going to make a Grammy run for this project. Uh, and I just want more people to uh, listen to this music and and enjoy the beauty that I enjoy in it. Um, if if that reaches more people, and you know, jazz, this is one of those um, vehicles for for giving this music and presenting it to the wider audience. Um, I'm all for that because. Uh, my my personal platform is really about bringing people together through music and i'm very blessed that that music is my tool to cut through almost anything um the, there is we have a commonality through this you know and you have to be a decent person too i mean you can't be a terrible person and then create such beautiful music. I mean, there are some notable exceptions to this rule, but for the most part, you know, my thing is a positivity thing, and 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 that's what I'm going to use this for because a lot of people need peace in their life, and they need understanding just as much as I do. And so the more that we have the abilities to reach across aisles and touch people where it matters, you know, you touch their heart, the mind can follow. And, and I've been saying this from the very beginning uh, of, of my whole career in music, you know, always be thoughtful of others. Do the right thing even if it is terrible, you know, to, to even if it's really hard to do, you know, I strive to do the right thing no matter what. And it pays off to me, not in terms of money, it pays off in terms of happiness. And then I can put that back into my music, which, which means, you know, I can be happy, I can be joyful, I can be in pain. Sometimes I, I play and the tears just start falling. Yeah, it's really, really powerful stuff. And then you have to, um, well, you have to catch yourself while letting those tears fall. Because, you know, if you fall apart, then so will everybody else. And, and so, you know, it's, it's merging of the discipline with the art, with who you are as a person. All those things matter. At least it matters to me. And I think that that, that is um, the, the past, present, and future of Jazzical. Um, I think, I hope that anybody's listening. You know, just go listen. Definitely. Well, Joel, it has been fascinating speaking with you. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Well, thank you for having me. I truly, truly appreciate it. And I'm just very honored. Thank you. 
hope you enjoyed my conversation with Joel A. Martin and I urge you to check out his latest album, Jazzical Comitas, Passion of Fire. And I encourage you to join me again next week on a new episode of Jazz Is Travel. In the meantime, why not check out more of our excellent content on jazz and creative music on jazzis.com. And if you like what you see, you can always subscribe for more. Till the next time, this is Matt Micucci signing off. See you soon. Mm-hmm.